Welcome to the 2603 Podcast. Today is Christmas Day. Merry Christmas to everyone. My name is Joshua Pevenito, and today we don't have Daniel because he's a busy guy. Instead, I brought someone else with me. I brought... Sam. It's me, Sam, again. Oh, Sam. Oh, Sam. So, uh, today was Christmas, and when this episode comes out, Sam right now is really freaked out because there's a cat. Yeah. And Sam hates cats. Uh, yeah. This, and this cat in particular is uh, a dick. He's really not, though. Yes. He, this, this, Daniel has this cat, and we're at Daniel's place. Daniel's cat constantly harasses me, constantly harasses only me. And uh, we just, we don't get along. Yeah, so he keeps looking to the right. So when his, <laughs> when his fucking voice fades out, that's because he's checking his perifs. Yeah, because this cat has bitten me. Has a, <laughs> Daniel got an infection from this cat biting his hand? Right now, he's just playing around. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't trust him. <laughs> he right now he's tearing apart a Swiffer like it's a fucking parakeet. <laughs> so I'm all right. Uh, as long as he doesn't come this way, podcast is going to be just fine. <laughs> he is very close to you. I know. And it, you know what's he, funny? I told Sam to sit on the other side of this couch, and he's like, no, I don't want to sit on the cat's side. And then the cat's and on. And now the cat's on Sam's side. He, he's, he, he's in it for me. I don't know. We don't get along. Th- I'm a bitch, and I know it. So. I think the cat's just tired of me. That's why he's trying to get your attention. Fuck him. Fuck him. Anyways, Christmas. It's Christmas time. Yeah. How was your... Not just today, Christmas, but the whole holiday season leading up to it, and to include, I don't know, did does November feel like a holiday season to you, or does your holiday season start in December? If uh, it feels like there's a gap, I feel like there's a quick little bit of holiday, and then we got this fucking clusterfuck. I'm not a big Christmas fan. I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's great. I like food. I like hanging out with everybody. Christmas adds a whole nother fucking element of expectation that I don't like, and definitely not New Year's. I'm not, I'm not a New Year's person. New Year's used to be like great, great, right? When we were young. Now it's terrible. What were you there with us the last time, or last year's New Year's Eve? Nope. Nope. Let me tell you something. Stay home now. <laughs> Let me tell you something. As soon as that fucking ball drop, you know when the ball drops or whatever, and. Everyone, Everyone, Everyone does the countdown. Everyone yeah. starts partying hard. Uh-huh. We went to the Waffle House immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we went straight to the Waffle House. We're like, I'm so exhausted. I'm tired of walking around. Whose house was that? No, it was at, um, it was like in Phoenix. Oh, that's right. You guys got the all The block party. Out. Yeah, funny yeah, yeah. From the pictures you showed me, it looked like you guys had an amazing time. But everyone was no, like, but- it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did have fun for a while while we were doing it. It's just that. It, it didn't last long. Great. Yeah, and the outfits were on point. Dan found it cringy. He says that he thought he looked like a 30-year-old trying to look young. He did, but it was funny. <laughs> I liked it. But who cares? That's what... I, I agree. Who there are older shit? people that look re- more ridiculous than we did, yeah. I think. No, I think uh, who gives a fuck what you look like or what you're doing. If you're having fun with your buddies, it doesn't fucking matter. So, But that being said... Fuck New Year's. It's annoying. Um, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like a holidays, why they suck to me is because it's so forced. Like, okay, we have to do something. If it's just, 
if we're just getting together like tonight, we were hanging out with my brothers and their buddies, and we're just fucking around having a good time. And then you're like, hey, we should go record a podcast. That's what you're saying. It's because like it's like a big event that you have to plan for, and that that gets kind of exhausting. Every time I have it's like planning a marriage. Every time I have big expectations of something, it never lives up to it. So if I go into something with no expectations, I always have a good time. Same thing, like, if I go out with the purpose of trying to meet a woman when I go out, mm-hmm. I'm definitely not going to meet a woman. In fact, I'm going to drive them away. <laughs> but if I'm just with you, Daniel, Lupa, any of our other friends, mm-hmm. then and I'm just having fun with us, all of a sudden, and me and a coworker were talking about this the other day, it's so weird when you're out just having fun. That as a man, anyways, I don't know if it's the same for women, but if you're having fun, people just approach you and just like see, oh, this guy looks like they're having a good time. These people look like they're fun, yeah. And they they their guard is just more. I don't know. Everyone just feels like more comfortable, and you have a better time, and then you meet new people. So it's weird like that. No expectations equals good things, and big expectations to me equals fucking. I don't want to say, like, I'm anticipating fucking failure and rejection of bullshit all the time, but I feel like if I do go in there with a big idea of what I want it to be, it's not going to be even remotely close. I feel that. Well, but that's why you just got to lower your expectations for everything. No, I don't want to do that. I just want zero expectations. So we're planning something this Friday, this Friday being the 27th. I don't know how I'm going to release this episode, but uh, the 27th of December... And, like, I'm only banking on about if 10 people show up, right? I'll success. Be cool. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely success. For but sure. um, if more people show up, that's fucking fine with me. Oh, it's going to be fun regardless. Look yeah. at that. We had eight people hanging out tonight, maybe 10. Yeah. And well, we had a fucking blast. And I know, like, the people that I really want to be there are going to be there. Exactly. So they say. But, I mean, like, if... That that's what matters. I think. Even so. at the end of the night, if it was just me, you, and Daniel, we would yeah. still have fucking fun. Oh yeah, yeah. So it doesn't. That's a good thing about. I don't know how uh, people function without like a close group of friends that you've always known and trust. We've been really lucky, and so I go to therapy, and my therapist always tells me like, dude, out of a lot of people I see, you. I never realized it. I always knew I had, like, good buddies, but with you, Dan, Will, Lupe, and she pointed out to me, like, you don't understand, like, how fortunate you are to have the friendships that you guys do, because it doesn't ever matter what the fuck's going on. We're gonna hang out, have each other's back to a certain extent, you know, and just, we've never lost contact over, goddamn, fucking over decades We've been friends, some of us, longer than others. Probably, yeah, probably longer than that. With you and Will and Dan, you guys have been friends. Well, Dan's actually probably one of the, out of the, the newer friends. He's <laughs> <laughs> still like 12 years. <laughs> yeah, so we've all been close friends for such a long time. I just, it, it's easy to kind of, I don't feel like we ever take each other for granted. But it's easy to take for granted, like, how much of this friendship really kind of, I don't just know. Like the just like the shit. This is a great fucking thing. Just the shit that we are able to do, we I think we take for granted. Oh, or, yeah. Well, just because, like, so I live in San Diego now. Mm. And so, like, the people I hang out with there, I consider to be friendly with. Mm-hmm. But not, like, close friends. Or, like, 
Just not people that would be like, hey, what are you doing? Nothing. Do you want to come over? Uh, yeah, sure. I would never do that with any yeah. of those people. Right? No, for sure. But if they're like, hey, we're going to so-and-so uh, bar on Saturday. They're doing this thing. Yeah, then I'll do that. Yeah. But it's like, I can't just like... be some motivating factor. Right. Yeah. I can't just be like, hey... Uh, I'm coming over. Come over and hang out. Let's, you know, just watch TV or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right? So, like... I love and I have that. To, yeah. Well, the thing is, I have to deal with that for, like, the the entire time I've been away from Arizona. Yeah. So, like, whenever I come down to Arizona, it's like, this is, like, the best thing. I don't oh, care if we so don't do anything on the weekend, but, like... But great. even, like, going to Fibs, right? Mm-hmm. Fibber McGee's our fucking bar. Oh, yeah. Where we just... Well, before it was like, let's get fucked up and let's fucking take shots. Uh, mm-hmm. And then let's go to a fucking party, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Now it's like, let's go to Fibs. Let's just have two or three beers and let's fucking chit-chat. Yeah. That's fucking cool, you know? Dude, it's the best. That's, like, the best, right? So, yeah. The funniest I agree. That's fucking like, stories come up. Yeah. Dude, all the best stuff happens in moments like that. And it's funny. If we, could just, said, if we could just put a fucking microphone down. And record us at Fibber McGee's. I'm that would work as a fucking really podcast on its own. Have, yeah, but I'm really <laughs> glad we don't because here we center ourselves slightly. Over there, it's fucking chaos. No, with the that's when, true. We even though we don't censor ourselves here, we do kind of with certain things. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so do what you're saying about just hanging out. Like, hey, you want to hang out? Yeah, me and Dan used to do this a lot. We still do. It's like, hey, you want to come over? Yeah. I fucking, the conversation goes like this. Hey, how's it going? Good. How's your week been? Not too bad. Watch TV now for three hours. <laughs> without saying anything Yeah, without saying shit. And then, <laughs> all right, quad bigger going, all right, man, good seeing you. Later. And then fucking just take off. And I was like, yeah, play with my buddy Dan, you know? And feels, just, you still feel productive. It still feels that. like a good hangout. It's yeah. weird. I, I, I love that shit. And back when we used to play Magic and shit, that was fun. I was just thinking about that, that oh, we haven't played Magic in a long time. Yeah. I well, don't know how the fuck I went through my entire childhood not playing any fucking card games. And then as a 32-year-old man, I said, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to play some fucking Magic the Gathering now out of nowhere. It was fun. Yeah. I, I miss that kind of stuff. Because even though it's like the game's kind of like, you know, you're just making moves and doing dumb shit with it. It's just fun, I think, because it was us playing that shit. It was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've made it a point to, um, well, like the past few days, I've been telling everyone about this thing on Friday. Yeah. And uh, and actually, some people even asked about it. They're like, uh, when's this party uh, on Friday? Where is this party on Friday? And I just caught myself, like, saying that, it's not a party, you know? And when I tell people about it, I don't say it's a party. I say, we're, we're having a little get-together. Yeah. Just because, like... There's no DJ. There's no fucking drugs. It's just plus hanging I don't, out. We're going to fucking play Overcooked. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to fucking... Oversell it. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Plus, I don't think anyone wants to do that anymore. Well, the cool thing about this party, or this get-together, as you say... Thanks, is Sam. That, yeah, Sorry. I've been uh, been sending the wrong message to everybody. They, uh, but everybody coming along, I feel is like a close friend too, like or an extended friend, but actually friends, you know. Yeah. And uh, that makes me think too. What do you? What are your qualifiers for someone who's a close friend? Because I know what mine are. Oh, well, it's easy. I like. 
is exactly what I said earlier. A close friend is someone who I can just call and be like, do you want to come over and, or what are you doing? Nothing. Okay. Let's come or come over and let's hang out. And more likely than not, they'll say, yeah, let's go hang out. Mm-hmm. You know? And then anyone that I, that I don't do that with, they're, they're friends. Right. But they're not like close friends. No, that makes sense. I don't know. I think for me, it kind of goes a step further. That's like, I think a symptom of it, but it's definitely the whole, uh, obviously trust is a big one. Like, if I fucking said, hey, when I die, you need to delete my internet history with no judgment. I know you guys would laugh and then delete it. <laughs> so, no, that, the thing is, we we would, even as a closer friend, we would look at your history. Oh, yeah. And then not even laugh because they're like, this is expected. <laughs> there like, are no surprises like, here. Yeah. I like I get it. Yeah. No. Sometimes I, you just gotta look. I would. <laughs> I I mean I would be, I would I would definitely look at yours. We'll I go think, through your links and then be like, Yep, yep, exactly. yep. He would definitely be embarrassed about this one. <laughs> oh man, he definitely oh, wouldn't want this one going out. God. But I understand, Sam. See, I know you, you would definitely more. I think Daniel, I would if he he left it in his will, he's like Guys, go through my laptops, my phone, delete all this shit. And we'd go through his. I would be very hesitant to look through all his. Because he... He is... I don't know, man. I get scared sometimes with some of the shit he finds entertaining. Like watching Boken Brown compilations and shit. Oh, Dude, as far as that yeah, goes? That would, no, his sexual preferences, <laughs> I would just be like... Yeah, well, anyways, and just move on. But with yeah, especially with the that shit. especially the mason jar thing. Oh yeah, he fucking finds that shit so entertaining. So I didn't even tell you when I was dating Justine. Hold on. So, First of all, that shit physically hurts me. Oh, dude, me too. Whenever I, I see like oh. a bone popping out or something, that shit dude, physically he, hurts me. He's like evangelical. Uh, Whatever they say, like, the, he evangelizes <laughs> that fucking pain Olympic shit because he. Okay, first time I remember he did this. We went to Mexico with a bunch of all, all of our Mexican friends from mm-hmm. college. Yeah. And we go to Mexico. We're in Rocky Point. And he's like, oh, yeah, two girls, one cup. And someone's like, oh, I've never seen that video. He's like, well, let me educate you. <laughs> and he pulls out his phone and casts it to the TV and just starts showing that. And then the mason jar and everything else. And I was like, fucking hell, dude. It's so funny. I remember those times because he when, loves it. when Daniel would show... Well, here's the thing. It was like, I don't know why Two Girls, One Cup was like the big one. I don't know either. You know, because the it Mason Jar thing was worse. Oh, way worse. And there was other worse things like Goatsy or, and shit like that, you know? The but dude for who some put reason, the nails in his dick or yeah, whatever. Oh, for some God. reason, though, uh, Two Girls, One Cup went mainstream. Because it was girls. I guess. Goatsy was a girl. Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Oh fuck! I forgot about that. Damn it! Why? Why did I bring this shit up? <laughs> but the thing is, like, for some reason, Two Girls One Cup was mainstream, and it like hit. It had a huge like viral following, and uh, so like all these people who are not used to this type of shit was like, okay, yeah, I'll see, I'll see it, and uh, because they were doing like reaction videos and stuff, mm-hmm. and so whenever Dan would show people, he would be like, he would always follow it up. With, like, the real shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fucking right, now that I dipped your toe in the water. Yeah, the pain Olympic shit. Oh, God. You know? 
And it was like, all right, yeah, exactly. Now that now that you're all warmed up, let's get ready for some real shit. Dude, I should have known. <laughs> so segue to him fucking fast forward in the future, and he fucking shows then Justine that shit. Now I think this is a good litmus test almost for some people, at least for me. That when he showed her that shit, she was like, not into it like sexually, but into it like, yeah, this is entertaining. And that should have been a good tip off that that was not gonna fucking work for me. That's but, stupid. I no, think for that's, me, that's a, not I think gonna that's work. a good sign that we found someone a little more compatible with who we hang out. No, with. I, well, yeah, as a hangout, but for me to date, nah, I can't do that. That was fucking funny though. Actually, I, just, I don't like, know because like, let's say like Will, right? Will would not. Oh no, he never. doesn't find that shit entertaining. No. But Damien and John, Kyle, myself. Daniel, we find that shit entertaining. So at the ri- so when you bring that up, so we have a good friend Will, really good guy, and this at the risk of him listing this and being pissed off hearing this shit. Recently, I find myself questioning how we're still friends, because god damn it, I tr- like out of all you guys, if I was dying, I probably still would call him first and be like, bro, I need a kidney now. I don't know where to fucking find one, and yeah. he would fucking find one. That's yeah. just the kind of dude he is. But if I'm going to say, hey, come just chill, like you said, like that whole example of just come over and watch TV, he's probably the last person I call because it's going to be the most painful experience to just sit there quietly with him for three hours sometimes. And I love the shit out of the guy, and I have a lot of fun with him I've had in the past, but lately I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me <laughs> where I felt like I want to do an intervention with the dude. <laughs> <laughs> because he gets he gets so annoying sometimes, man. He gets really annoying sometimes. There, I spoke up louder. God yeah, damn it! Now I gotta own this shit. <laughs> but God, I love. No, the, that's no. Okay. Here's the thing about uh, Will. He knows he gets annoying, and he plays it up a lot. I know. In fact, I. But well, then you he gets just remind me of the reaction. Yeah. Well, you remind me of two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, we'll get back to. Remember to have me talk about people coming through. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll talk about R- Will real quick. Mm-hmm. That's funny that you say that, because yesterday when we were at Fibs, I was literally, legitimately, getting angry with him yesterday. Oh, for like sure. I was yelling at him, telling him to shut the fuck up, because like <laughs> I was with Alvaro. Uh-huh. And it was just like a bunch of little things that would like poke at me, and I was just like, and. Uh, you know, and it's funny no. too because Alvaro did this thing where I don't know if he did it intentionally, but he goes, you know, those people that like move away and then like whenever they come back to Arizona, they just start talking shit. Dude, that shit gets so fucking annoying. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, oh yeah, perfect example. Fucking Will does that all the fucking time. Yeah. And then he's like, what, dude? Well, ju- there's just some things that are better. I was like, you're just a fucking piece of shit. Well, I don't know. At this point, I was just getting really angry. Mm-hmm. And everything was annoying me about whatever the fuck was coming out of his mouth. And uh, it's funny, too, because I'm just so used to it that I don't even realize that I'm, like, I guess maybe pushing my boundaries or whatever with him. Right. But, like, when I was driving Alvaro home, he goes, he's like, hey, dude, so... um." Were you really pissed at Will today? I was like, <laughs> I was like, it sounded like it, huh? Well, yes, I was really pissed at Will. It was like, but it's like normal now. It's like right. I know when I hang out with Will, something's gonna piss me off that he does, and then we're just gonna fucking get over it the next day. But like, I don't know, that's just how. But, that's but funny. coming through, you said. Yeah, 
it's funny that you said that about people coming through like that because I think everyone would, right? Mm. But uh, a good example is we were talking about this yesterday at Fibs. Um, Sal. Sal's one of the best people to come through. And let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. Uh, because his is more, there's a better contrast to Sal. Because Sal is incredibly busy, but he will also, like, there are times where, I mean, he'll hang out a lot of times, mm-hmm. but it's not like he's coming out every single day. Right. You know? And so, like, but there, when you, when you need his help or whatever, he's there. He's there. And so there's this, I don't know, do you remember the Jake Little apartment? Yeah. So there How was could this, I not? <laughs> there was this one party we had there where, um, I forgot what Eric something was there. Uh, no, like this guy that he's not really a close friend to any of us, mm. but like, I think he, Alvaro knew him loosely and he was like, come over and he was like, all right. Oh, one of those and he, guys. yeah. And we were outside being loud and the security guard came up to us and long story short, they ended up fighting. Oh, I heard about that. <laughs> you okay. did? Yeah. Yeah. And so like going, they yeah. were scuffling and then like, I guess he tackled the security guard into the light post and the whole light post fell over. Oh, shit. And then, uh, so when he got up, he just started running and the security guard ran after him and he called the cops. So everyone's like, okay, cops are coming. Clean everything up, clean all the drugs, get all the fucking beer. Cause we're underage. Right. Get all that shit. Take, we need to get this keg. We need to throw it somewhere. So I think Will took the keg and he dumped it into the bushes I don't know where I was. I I think me, oh, me and Will jumped over a wall or something. Mm. Avaro drove off somewhere. But at the end of it, we were more freaked out than we should have been. Mm-hmm. Just because we're underage, you know? Right. And so we ended up in this, like, little park. <laughs> we mm. were talking about how how it was just intensify everything by 10. Right. Right? Everyone's sweating. We're freaking the fuck out. Alvaro's like, I'm going to go to jail. I know it. And so we're at this park. We ended up meeting at a park and we had ditched our cars or some shit. We needed a ride. So we called Sal and like, (laughs) we're like, dude, imagine if this was a movie, you know, how it flashes back and forth between characters. And uh, imagine us like, dude, where the fuck? We need to call someone. Let's fucking call Sal. Yeah, dude. Do you have your phone? Yeah, I don't have that much battery. All right. Beep, 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 beep. And then it flashes over to Sal's phone ringing. And he's just in his little wife beater tank top and underwear and playing Sega Genesis like this. Like with this cute little smile on his face. It was like, oh, who's calling me? And he picks up the phone. Hello? And then it flashes back over to us. He's like, we need your fucking help right now. (laughs) He's like, dude, we're at this fucking party. He's like, and then Sal just calmly, I'll be right there. Click. (sighs) Better throw some clothes on. And so, you know, and we're like, the funniest part is us like, dude, he needs to get here fast. He needs to get here fast. And then it would flash over to Sal, who's in his car listening to like 70s funk going like this. We need the phone. Yeah, (laughs) just like, just just dancing in his car. Dancing in his car, not a care in the world. Yeah, it was like, but yeah, he's the, he's come through twice. No, like, he does in come situations through. like that where he's not at the party because of that, mm-hmm. you know. But when you need him, need him, he's he's gonna there. come up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Will does that too. I think about lots of occasions where he's kind of been that person too. You as well, Daniel as well, like all of us. 
And that's the thing that just kind of like sticks. That even though me and Will, we keep uh, like he, I think he would admit too that we've been kind of bumping heads more often too. But at the end of the day, like I would never give up any of our friendships, especially his, for anything. Because it's just there's there's just that kind of there's that as that lame shit goes that brotherhood that kind of comes up with the whole thing. Because we're with each other so much, we know each other so goddamn well, and. Uh, just, I don't know, man. I just can't. I it's a, I guess the, the holidays have me kind of thinking about all this stuff. Just the closeness and bonds that we all kind of share together. And, uh, yeah, man. You're a good buddy. I'm glad you're moving back to Arizona. Thanks, dude. You're welcome. But uh, Then we'll uh, be recording. Yeah. A lot. For sure. <laughs> well, you know, I think the, the... Well, there's always a lot of annoying things that Will does. But I think... The thing that just es- has been escalated is the is the, him talking down on everything shit oh, with yeah. the Chicago thing or whatever. That shit just gets to me, dude. Yeah, I, it's a bit preachy, and I mean, I get it. Chicago sounds fucking awesome. I mean, but everywhere has its positive attributes, and I think I think it's like that for everybody because you have so many people who move out from Chicago in the Midwest and they come here and they're like, oh, fuck Chicago. Arizona's the shit. And people leave. No one says that. Yeah, dude. I've met so many people who leave the Midwest and be like, oh, there's a lot of fun things to do out there, but fuck that place. You can't do this. It's expensive. Blah, blah, blah. This and this. Yeah, dude. So many people I meet. And I think it's just one of those. I think definitely they're funny people that love where they're from but uh from what i find there's a lot of people out there and i think i'd be one of them too where if i move somewhere you're always going to kind of like resent and kind of bitch at the place you're from Mm. and love whatever's new it's just part of being a person you're gonna gravitate towards new shit once in a while so it's fun though i mean i like i like traveling i like seeing new shit so i look forward to seeing more new stuff in the future but i of all the places i've traveled i've I don't know, but then again, I'm a boring motherfucker at certain shit, so everywhere I go, I like, but I would never see myself living there. I still like living in Arizona. Yeah. It's easy. It is easy. It's so far. I think that's the problem. It's too easy. Yeah. That. Let's talk about Arizona. Mm-hmm. Arizona has everything you need at, like... At your fingertips. At a basic level. Though. Oh, for sure. You know? I like, mean, what are your bare necessities in life? Walmart, Chick-fil-A? But not even, <laughs> we got a lot of them. Not even that. If yeah. you want to get, like... Um, I always said, like... Because I it, in the Navy, I get made fun of a lot because I get called a, a hipster or bougie or pretentious and stuff like that because I have fucking hobbies and I get into them. Right. You know? Shooting and I always tell... Yeah, yeah, well, I always tell people, it's like, if you... If you find something you like, why do you just like it at a surface level? Right. You know, like if I like coffee, I'm going to fucking go get into coffee even more. Mm-hmm. And then if at one point I don't find it interesting, I'm just going to stop right there. Right. But I ended up liking coffee a lot and I ended up buying all this expensive shit. And the same thing goes with fucking liquor, cocktails and stuff like that. Right. Mm. And so, but the thing is in Arizona, right. It's kind of hard to get even deeper into that stuff with the uh, c- 
because it just lacks. I mean, like, beer is cool, and it's starting to build up a little mm-hmm. more. For a while, it's been. But uh, you can only get so far with that. I, so, I, I see what you're saying, because I thought of that for a long time, too, that it's like air, things out here in Arizona, we just get far enough into it, and it's like, cool, we got to kind of like a mid-level quality that we're good. Yeah. Like, well, you're just going to stop there. We're yeah. fine. We don't need to become proficient at shit. Right. <laughs> We're just going to have just enough to where it's going to barely satisfy you. Maybe. And there you go. Well, the thing is, like, beer, they're, like, Arizona Wilderness is, has great beer. It's not, it's not, like, quality. It's the quantity. Mm-hmm. Of, like, you're only going to have one. Like, for coffee, you, you have, like, two. You mm-hmm. have press, which is good, but only at a certain level. And then you have Pechoto and Cartel. Okay, yeah. So, like, three. Right. It's it's just like, okay, I'm done. I'm done experimenting. Right. Cause, and I think a lot of people get real comfortable out here. I know I do. That's the reason I don't go it. Like, go try to say, oh, you know, I'm going to go move out to New York or to Pittsburgh or wherever the fuck. Not just some cool with living here because... If I want to go anywhere, I'll just jump on a plane and I'll just fucking go or go. Yeah, get the car. but that limits it. Yeah, but it's still cool. I mean, seeing the world, but then having your home base is nice. And this is pretty. This is a nice, simple, easy, stupid fucking place to live. Yeah, yeah. but at a certain point, you just gotta kind of branch out. Yeah, no, I just branch out with other shit. Like, I mean, like, so when I I lived in San Diego, and uh, you know, Will was in Chicago, and I totally get where he's coming from. There's just there's, so there's yeah there's just so much shit and you're always finding better things and like that arizona restaurant that we went to the other day which was amazing uh-huh. shout out to uh citizen public house that place was bomb uh, i just feel like we've reached the, we've reached the the peak of good food oh i'm sure there. there's yeah. some there has to be lots of shit i mean like tried a lot of good things but there has to be other hole in the walls that we just haven't found out about. Yeah. But it's funny when you say that about, like, comparing Chicago and uh, San Diego. Because I remember I went to L.A. once with Lupe, uh, one of our other buddies, and went out to go visit his cousins. And it was the first time I've been to L.A. Mm-hmm. And, and the Valley, you know, Phoenix is a pretty big, sprawling met- metropolitan area. But goddamn, fucking L.A. And it's so grimy, but so fucking cool. I couldn't live in that bitch, but man, it's just crazy. And I got there, and I remember the first night I was there, we didn't really have any plans. And his cousins are like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, what's going on tonight? And he's like, oh, that's right. He's like, dude, it's not like Phoenix. He's like, in Phoenix, what do you got to ask yourself? What is there to do your, What is there to do tonight? Right. In any big city, especially L.A., you just ask yourself, what do you want to do tonight? Because yeah. it's somewhere out here. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, that's crazy. And I experienced that same thing in San Diego, back east in uh, the D.C. area. Like, there's just a lot to do, different varieties of it, different flavors. But it, a lot of other places, it's like, what do I want to do today? And you got it somewhere. Yeah. You just got to find it. And yeah, that's true. in Arizona, nah, there ain't shit going on tonight. That's <laughs> just it. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, okay, well, fuck, I guess we're all at home today. It's fucking weird like that. So we, maybe it's the desert, I don't know what the fuck it is, but everyone comes out here and they end up being like that too. 
And it just becomes... That's why I don't like to live in the East Valley anymore. Like Chandler, Mesa area. Because it's so boring and family oriented and nothing against families i think that's just what it's for it is it's like it all the cities and different areas here are designed for certain purposes and if you're not in there for that you probably shouldn't live there yeah it was fun when we were in like high school or whatever because you just go to house parties or whatever yeah that was cool i don't really hear about people doing any of that shit anymore though that's because you're 30 years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no one's going to tell you about the 18, 16-year-old house parties. I really hope on. not. Jesus. <laughs> Fuck, dude. That's a weird thing when I see older people trying to hang out with young people. That cracked me up. My old boss, who was recently uh, demoted, which was fantastic because I got his job. But uh, Yeah, you threw him under the bus. I did. and uh, He's going to listen to this. I hope so because he's stuck. <laughs> he's stuck in the wheel still. So we... Uh, I remember a few months ago, there's one of our guys who worked for us. He's like just turned 20, so he's 19. And my bo- old boss was, he's my age, he's in his 30s. And one weekend, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, okay, I'm going my days off while you're gone, take care of this and this. And he had the same days off as this young kid who works for us. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. We're gonna, I'm going to stop at Walmart and pick up this and this and this. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And they come back, and like after their days off, and these two motherfuckers went on a camping trip alone together. It's like, what the f- Like, okay, I get it when you have, like, a mentor kind of a person and shit. But in my mind, I don't really have friends at work. I have people that I get along with really well. We have fun. You got to because you're with these people more than you are most everyone else in your life at that point. But holy fuck, man. that was That's just so weird to me. Like, I'm going to go be friends with this person. Especially if you're the boss because at some point... You got to tell a motherfucker, hey, you can't be fucking late. Hey, you can't fucking do this. You need to get this shit in line. And then if you're their boss and only their boss, then they're going to be like, oh, shit, okay, my bad. Or fuck, god damn, I hate that guy, but I got to fucking listen to him. But they're going to do what you need to do. But if you just fucking went out into the middle of the woods and tried to fuck a guy, probably, then <laughs> that guy's probably going to be like, no, fuck you, i seen your dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just, it's not going to work. So that guy used to do that shit, try to hang out with everybody. And this is another fucking weird thing. I don't know if it's an Arizona thing. He was from Mesa, too. And this fucker asked me one day, because he knew I hated his guts. Yeah. Like, we did not get along. And one day he's like, hey, what do we need to do so we can be friends, man? I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> He's like, well, you know, we don't get along. We should probably hang out or something after work one of these days, huh? Uh, in my head, I'm like, this guy has no fucking Dude, friends. Dude, you know what that reminds me of? What? You've seen Waiting, right? Yeah. Dude, that, when the oh boss. Oh, my God, yeah. He's <laughs> talking to that. Uh, the one it? chick? No, the dude. Uh-huh. Uh, he's like. Why don't you invite me to any of these parties? Oh, yeah. Why don't we hang out? It's like, oh, I don't know. Are you just- <laughs> yeah, that's exactly who he was, dude. Holy fuck. Yeah, and you're Justin Long in this situation? Oh, Jesus Christ. Except that no. you are. Well, you're not. You know Fucked why? Because he, uh, he didn't take the job because... Oh, I took the fucking job. <laughs> yeah, because he thought better of himself. Yeah, I have a very low self-esteem. So. <laughs> I definitely took the fucking job. But... No, that fucking guy, I'll never forget him asking me that. And I looked at him, and I just kind of had to pause for a second. I was just like, all right, man, um, I don't know why you want to hang out. And he's like, well, we can get along better, work better together. It's like, I don't like working with you or talking to you while I'm even here. So You told him you... that? Yeah, I told mm-hmm. him this. So like, I don't like working with you or talking to you even while I'm here. 
and I barely respect you, so what makes you think that I'd want to hang out with you? Okay. Why don't we just try to figure things out here and just make a solid working relationship? Because why would we be friends? Because you're going to get me in trouble at some point, like you should, because you're above me. When I make a mistake, you need to get on me. That's part of the job. Sometimes you got to be the bad guy. And if we're buddies, I'm definitely not going to fucking take you seriously. Because when I try to say shit that's impactful to you guys, yeah. you guys, what's the common answer? Fucking faggot. <laughs> <laughs> shit like that. Like, you just give each other shit. It's like you can only take your buddy serious so much for certain things. Because it's your buddy. And yeah. well, uh, Unless it's life or fucking death. Plus, that yeah. shit never works out. No. Like... I don't think you can force someone to be friends to be your you. friend by saying let's hang out. If you guys are gonna hang out, it's just gonna happen naturally. You're right. You, know? you just click. Just yeah. like when you are dating someone and you just know right away you got chemistry. You feel it or you don't. And it's just same with friendships, like, damn, this fucking person like I get along with this person, you just start hanging out and that's just the end of it. Yeah. But no, this guy I think he just has zero friends. Just zero fucking friends. Well, so feel bad for that, him. Yeah. Well, at that point, I think you should like give him a should have gave him a lesson on like how to be socially. That uh, guy needs therapy. <laughs> that guy needs therapy. That's the long and short of it. It's just a weird situation. I'm glad it's fucking over. It was so weird because I've never had anyone fucking ask me that. Like, have such. Low fucking... Con- I, I have pretty low self-esteem a lot of time and low confidence and different things in my life. But holy fuck, man. I've never met someone who just so blatantly and desperately asked for that kind of shit. It was really <laughs> strange. Just looking for friendship everywhere. I'm like kind of just hoeing yourself out yeah. for friendship. I would never fucking do that. Yeah. I guess I don't have to, but hey. You gotta do what you gotta do. Oh, man. Daniel's got a... A lot of fucking shit. Yeah, he does. Holy fuck, man. Our buddy Dan just moved into his apartment, and that's where Josh is temporarily set up right now while he's visiting us in town. And we helped him move in here, and uh, it looks worse than when we brought the boxes in. All apartments do whenever you move in. Yeah. I thought this place was... Situated. Yeah, I thought this place was big. It doesn't feel big right now. (laughs) The only thing set up is the couch and the computer. <laughs> My computer, too. Yeah, not even not his. Not even his. That's fucking funny. Um, so, the end of 2019 is approaching. So, I'm going to hit you with a couple uh, end of 2019 questions here. Okay. Put you on the spot. Okay. All right. Uh, what was your best event that you attended in 2019 and by event i mean like uh someone's party someone's birthday maybe a wedding or something oh jesus i didn't do much 2019 i was pretty dedicated to just trying to move up at work um i would say the best thing i attended 2019 was probably God, that's kind of sad. That fucking that dinner at George's, that was one of the better things. It was fucking fun. Well, that was fun. That was great. That was a good one. That's I not that sad. Out. No, I just feel like it was at the tail end of fucking 2019. I really was fucking nose as a grindstone this year, which I was pretty proud of. Oh, that's good. You got promoted, but you had to throw someone under the bus to do it. So. Nah, he had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was that's that's it. What about you? Uh, For 
me, see, on the on on the opposite spectrum, I just did a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, it's tough to pinpoint one specific. It just when moment. it comes to the top of your head, it doesn't really matter. Like right, just... Let's see. Plus, it's hard to think about where 2019 even started, like where I even was. Yeah. Just whatever the fuck you can think. God, you put me on the fucking spot, and you don't have nothing ready. No, <laughs> no, I don't prepare myself for these things. Mm. I just feel like in Arizona, you're always doing these kinds of things, you know. In San Diego, for me, it was a lot of just going to... Uh, Different bars and stuff. Trying new food and drinks. Trying new food and drinks. I can give you best restaurants I've tried, all this other shit, but events? Probably the... I was just about to say, I saw Mannequin Pussy in Reno. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing them too. Yeah, that was awesome. If you haven't checked them out... I really enjoyed that show. That is a really good band. Josh just introduced me to them recently and... Holy shit. That is a. If you like punk, but not punk. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't like know how weird. To describe it. It's a grungy indie punk thing. I don't know. It's fucking great, though. Yeah. Whatever whatever they're doing, that lead singer, she fucking belts it. It's, it's yeah, I bought a mannequin pussy t shirt at their show, and it's tough. Mannequin pussy. It's tough to uh, wear. wear that one. Why? Without, you know, getting. Because it's like an unknown band, kind of. Oh. Okay. I mean, they're not unknown, but... Shit. Yeah, but then you're just walking around with a t-shirt that says Mannequin Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay. No one's like, oh, that's a band t-shirt. Uh-huh. And they're just like, why does that guy have a, the words Mannequin Pussy on his t-shirt? Yeah. What a fucking point. weirdo. I don't know. There's lots of people wearing some weird fucking things. So yeah, not Mannequin Pussy. Yeah. Well, then now I got a question for you. What do you think is... Uh, your most, uh, mm, I don't know. What do you, what are you glad you accomplished this year? Uh, uh, a lot of Navy shit. I'm not, I'm not proud of it, but because it's not, I don't know. It's just fucking work, dude. I'm just like glad that I got, uh, that they're over, that they're over with. Oh, that you're going to be done with the Navy? No, I mean, like, I did some detachments and stuff out in Nevada. And then I did, uh, I went through two fucking ridiculous inspections that were stressing me out. So now that they're over, I'm, like, in relaxed mode. Hell yeah. Now the next thing I got to freak out about is this whole move back to Arizona. Nah, that's not bad. It's going to suck, dude. Nah, it won't be as bad. Because I have to, like, align my job date. With everything. With being able to pay rent. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it's going to be a question of whether I get a job or not. I feel like it, Mm -hmm. I can get a job with the resume I have. Yeah. Um, 10 plus years of experience or whatever. Right. But it's like the availability and I have to move like, once I'm out of the Navy, I'm out of the Navy, right? I'm not getting any more of the, the housing allowances and stuff like that. Right. And so like, am I going to have enough money for the first month's rent and stuff like that. Mm. So like I have to time it all. Right. And that's the hardest part is just like the timing. Ah, it's not just oh, work itself out. You'd be surprised. I don't think that's too big a deal. Well, that's good though. Getting the, getting out of the Navy is a huge fucking accomplishment, I think. How do you feel about 
Trump's impeachment, talking about big 2019. Oh, fuck. Big 2019 things. It's just a giant meme at this point, dude. Jesus. I don't know. It's not... I just watched that shit, and I'm just frustrated all the way around. Because I want to see this guy get the fuck out of office. He, he's just a piece of shit. And there's just so many fucking racist, weird fucking things that he's done over the years that, to me, it's just... He's not a good person. He's not a healthy person. I wouldn't want to even fucking know the guy. Not that I think I'd want to know any president. Someone who's chasing power is probably just someone I wouldn't really get along with. But he's just a particular strain of shitty to where he's just a shitty person. You know what's scary, though? is So the Democrats obviously did this to tarnish his image and reputation uh-huh. for so, because of the upcoming election right but i think it's gonna just solidify his support but like exactly like that like i feel like it did nothing like the his fucking followers are so goddamn insufferable oh my god whereas like he can i think we were talking about this earlier with of our own will we were like this dude could straight up rape someone Mm -hmm. and then like his followers would be like well, it wasn't really rape because, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Like, I genuinely feel like they would do that kind of thing. Yeah. Because he's already gotten away with so much shit, you know? So, like, it sucks knowing that even though he's impeached, it was like a, like a legitimate impeachment, mm-hmm. you know, that his it doesn't feel like it did anything, really. No. That he still has a fucking fighting chance in the next election. I was like, do you know what he got impeached for? Abuse of power, dude. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, so that's like, that's what's scary to me. Well, it's in the Constitution, the biggest thing. Like, there are people arguing when the Constitution is being written. And they're like, all right, cool, we should put this impeachment in there. And I can't remember who the other politician was. Like, no, why do we need impeachment? You just got four years anyways. We're going to get him out of office at some point. So what's the big deal? And then in those same articles they're talking... They said, hey, well, what if there's foreign interference or attempted foreign interference? Mm-hmm. And that same guy's like, oh, shit, no. In that case, yes, we do need impeachment. So he changed his mind, which that also makes me think, too, like how sad it is. that. But that's what this was for. That's right. why he was impeached. Exactly. No, I'm just why I think it's so sad that there was compromise on people who were just completely thinking different ideas back then. But th- and then there they go and kind of met yeah, in the middle. And, but you know what else is like... the. The whole thing is kind of fucked because, mm. like, on on the other side of the argument, you can say, "Oh, he got impeached because there were more of the Democrats mm-hmm. or more Democrat, more Democratic voters." Right. They outnumbered, so all they had to do was have all of them vote him out, and which is what they did. Right. So it was like, "Oh yeah, uh, the, it was just a plan from the Democrats to get him out of office." So that's why, uh, and so that's why uh, well, it's bullshit. It of course there's planning it's fucking politics and it definitely there was but there would be no point to planning and figuring anything out if there wasn't something to work with there and there definitely was plenty yeah. i'm just and as someone who's gone through a lot of therapy now and you can think that therapy is like some kind of liberal bullshit thing it's not my fucking therapist is a gun-toting motherfucker who used to be a cop mm-hmm. and she fucking has some very different views than i do but even her viewpoints on that, like, kind of 
you can just kind of tell when we talk about unhealthy fucking attributes. There's this thing we talk about a lot where people groom themselves. Like, you groom yourself, which is like you're convincing yourself to do bad shit that you know is bad or make an unhealthy, stupid fucking decision. Mm. So it's like, oh, um, well, it's okay to look at this girl's ass while she's walking past me real quick because it's, uh, you know, my buddies all fucking do it. Like, you, you, now that's not a very good example, but it's like, you know that it's a rude thing to do. And that's a small thing, but you convince yourself it's okay. Or, oh, you know what? It's all right. I'm just going to, I'm just going to fucking uh, go ahead and throw this garbage out right now because everybody fucking does it. Or because, ah, it's not really fucking that big a deal littering a fucking apple on the floor or on the fucking concrete because it's biodegradable. Like, you just tell yourself shit to make it okay. And I see this weird amplified fucking thing with all of us, like, whether it's left or right. To where you groom yourself to say, like, no, fuck them because of this. Like, you, you, you're convincing yourself that your shitty decision is okay. You're grooming yourself to say, oh, well, Trump's good because he's, you know, he's not that bad. And this is why he's not that bad. You know, you're fucking not being straight with yourself. You're not being straight with other people. Fucking same thing on the other side. Like, oh, we need... All sorts of other weird shit. Like Obama. I liked Obama. I voted for Obama. But there's shit that I think he failed at. Not going to Syria. And like not intervening then. That's yeah, and you're saying that it, they don't... They don't... His supporters won't acknowledge that. Yeah, even they, though that they should. And that's a very dangerous thing. Just anybody, left or right, not acknowledging the other fucking side. Not being open to the idea that you could be fucking infallibly shit fucked wrong on something. And just being set in your goddamn ways. That's stagnation. Stagnation fucking leads to death. That's the thing. At this point, it's very... And I think the the thing to blame is social media. And... uh, Just the whole culture. uh, I think social media is the big push right now. Or is the big reason why... uh, Because everyone wants to say, like... Nothing's really changed. We're just at a different age or part of our lives now where we're just noticing different things or mm. whatever. But I disagree with that. I think there is a, some, a lot of things changed. And I think a big part of it was social media and people's interactions with other people or, and especially with politics, because like the thing is for some reason, people like likes or upvotes. They like getting those, that acknowledgement, right? Mm-hmm. And the only people that get those are the people who are the loudest, the loudest and, and the most extreme version of themselves or, or of that ideology or whatever yeah, ideology yeah. they're talking about. So when you talk about guns, right, they don't want to talk about a middle ground. No one's going to talk about a middle ground because no one's going to be like, oh, yeah, whatever. I mean, everyone's going to be like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if someone's like, we need to get the... Get all these fucking guns out of the fucking country. Ban guns 100%. Which is a very extreme reaction. Definitely. To, right? I do, I, I don't like guns and I don't, but I don't, um, don't I don't think they're guns. that fun. Mm. I, uh, and I think guns are a problem and an issue, but I don't, I think that is a terrible solution. Yeah. Uh, because any prohibition on anything just causes issues. Yeah, exactly. And, but like, so like the people who are very extreme about it, they're going to be like, yes, 
I feel this way about it. Like, 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 like they're going to get all these likes. And so now everyone's going to, everyone has this like, um, idea that if I'm, if I'm, what is it? Uh, not, not hyperbolic, but like if I feel strongly about something, I have to feel strongly about something. Mm. I can't just feel, you know, iffy about something. I have to feel strongly about something and I have to be loud about it. That way people will hear me. Right. Right. And so and I think that's just how it is now. And then every, now it's like everyone's picking a side mm. and no one, you know, and you're either on this side, you're either a Democrat we're either a fucking Republican and there are very few people in between that are like, let me think about how I really feel about this. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah. So like, that's just, I think that really fucked up. Um, that mentality is just right. And that's why I think Trump is now. Trump got elected into office, mm-hmm. right? Because he is the extreme version of, the right. Right. You know, it's funny because I think of this author that uh, I really like, Sebastian Younger, and I was listening to him, and I've read his, a lot of his stuff, but I heard him talking on, uh, on another podcast, and he was saying, um, it's specifically about this too, like, man, it's, it's so strange to see this polarization because... It, in a weird way, it doesn't. It, it definitely doesn't make sense. But in a weird way, like we're hating things that are natural to our survival. Like it, it he's a big person about like the the way we've evolved. So if you believe in evolution or not, it, it's a fucking fact. But you know, in our history as human beings, there was a need for people, for the the tribe, for the group to survive that thought liberally or with you know as we would call liberal, you know those kind of thinkers and then conservative thinkers they both play a vital part in the survival of the group Mm -hmm. so you know liberal thinkers try to get more new ideas generally and obviously conservative thinkers want to you know stabilize things in a certain way and you know kind of stay where things were or what they feel is you know the safer route it generally and that's not 100 percent. that's kind of generalization but that's what uh essentially what it is you know you need both mindsets to work together and be strong because not one's going to be right all the time. It's going to be a combination of both that make a person or just make a whole group successful. So as a country, yeah, we got to have both sides kind of working together. Otherwise we become just a fucking mess and we don't continue. Yeah, In a perfect world that would work out. Yeah, it definitely does. But that's forever. But you know, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean for thousands of years it worked that way. In tribes, there was always that. You had your elders who were generally more conservative people or conservatively minded just because of their age. And then you had your younger people and everything was much more communal. And that's not saying it's a perfect time because there's also a lot of our tribal ancestry, whether you know you look at more recently Native American or you go back to European, African, um, Asian, I'm sure. All our tribal ancestry had very similar kind of setups, like communal setups. There wasn't like strict hierarchy or set in stone rules. People just worked together to survive. And I mean, you're only managing a group of people between 100, 200 people. Mm-hmm. So those kind of mindsets can work a little bit easier hand in hand. But now here we are as a country, as a tribe of 340 million people. 
it's a little bit harder to keep organized right. and to hear all the voices. And so that's why moderation and moderate voices become so weak in that cacophony of fucking horseshit. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a whole other reason why not just social media, just because our, our fucking society and our country is just fucking enormous. Yeah. But I'm not saying social media is the soul. It, no, but it's I a mean, weird thing where it's a cause. But it's a, but I think it's a, it's big a symptom. Cause. But it's also a symptom of just how we are in general. Because yeah. it would, it, it's only going to put out what we're putting into it. And so, it's, I mean, think back to when we were kids in the '80s and '90s. That the the funny saying, but it was also true, was yeah, sex sells. You know, and that's just another kind of uh, a way of saying like, hey, the loud fucking crazy shit, the shit that's provocative gets people's attention which is true it does yeah so people eat that shit up mm-hmm. well since we're on the Fuck, we do yeah <laughs> dude all the best things involve sex uh <laughs> or violence our like our most popular episode was the one where we talk about eating assholes um i wasn't there for that i but love that episode it was definitely funny <laughs> fucking hilarious the so since we're on the topic about social media and stuff, uh-huh. uh, one of the big things that has come out of social media culture is cancel culture. Are you familiar with cancel culture? I am very familiar with cancel culture. How do you feel about cancel culture? Because I have strong, strong feelings about yeah. cancel culture and uh, the act of forgiveness. Yeah, it's or a- and stuff like that. So, for let's let me just throw out an example, right? Okay. So the the I was gonna go with Roseanne Barr, but let's go with James oh. Gunn instead. You know James about the James Gunn, Gunn thing. The so James Gunn James is Gunn. the guy who did. Uh, oh, the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, you yeah. know what he did with his jokes? You saw his yeah. jokes, right? Yeah. They were pretty bad. Yeah, for sure. But they were jokes. Mm-hmm. But still, they were pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so people got a hold of those tweets. Uh, if you haven't seen them, you're... I don't want to say you're living under a rock, but right. you're uh, a little behind on this story. Yeah, no, I saw all that shit. But, and people were calling for his... No well, they were movie. trying to cancel his ass, yeah, exactly. you know? And they did for a while, and then they brought his ass back. But right. uh, He's a damn good director. But the thing is... How do you feel about that? Because I those te- those Stupid. those tweets, for one, and the you know I hate when we agree on because now there's like no no one to counter argue us. But um, I think anyone who counter argues that's just fucking head in the sand, annoying motherfucker. Anyway, so fuck them. <laughs> I, but I, the I, thing is, like, so the thing that bothers me about it is like. And it's not just his situation. It's a lot of people's situation. Right. Right. And, and it's like, this is something they did in the past. In the past. Well, ostracizing right? somebody? Uh, just, no, no. Uh, they're, whatever mistakes they did. Kevin mm-hmm. Hart's gay tweet. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was talking about like, oh, something from their past that's brought up again. Yeah. Right. Or Liam Neeson about, did you hear about his oh, thing? Oh, hell yeah. I heard about that one. That one fucked in... That one fucking pissed me off the most. Not his situation, but the reaction to that one pissed oh, me yeah. off the most. We'll probably get to it if I remember. But what what's annoying is like now social media plays two parts in this. 
one, the it creates a mob mentality to get these guys, mm-hmm. and I feel like they just want to do it just because it's fun, right? But and then but I know that other people want to do it for justice or whatever you know mm-hmm. like oh this guy's racist uh get him out you nah, know i don't even feel like it's and then that. the second thing that social media does is unlike before without the internet and social media it doesn't keep a track record of shit you say mm-hmm. but now if you Everything. tweet something that shit is there uh, on MySpace, on Facebook, someone can fucking dig that shit up. Right. Not everything, but a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Right. So now we're, I guess, more held accountable for, because a lot of our shit is on record. I, was, I, I don't think everyone's held really accountable correctly for anything, because the people who, the people who get outraged about this shit, have fucking. In my eyes, they must have some really fucking lame, boring-ass, weird lives that they feel they have no control over. They have no control over anything. But they can voice up their little opinion with everybody else and jump on something to feel like they can control and assert some kind of power over something. Mm-hmm. Because we live in this fucking society where, really, we don't... A lot of people feel like they don't have any value anyways. Like, we're just a fucking number. And... uh a consumer, however you want to look at that shit. But people just, they're just pussy ass people who don't feel like they have any power over their lives. But I can have power over this guy and fuck up his whole career and this lady's career for saying this shit. People make mistakes. People say dumb shit all the time. If I was held accountable for all the shit I fucking said, like anybody, we'd all be, a, everyone would be unemployed. Everyone would have no friends. Everyone would have yeah, no I mean, do you, do you know how many gay jokes? That we've said in oh high school. Oh my god! Yeah, right? fucking heinous ass. And but jokes. The, and the thing is, it's you just you just grow with the way as you, as you're time. as yeah. you're taught through yeah. society. Just because, like, it's like I mean, now we don't we don't do gay jokes like that right. anymore uh-huh. or as often. <laughs> but I mean, like, because uh, but. You know, if we were, if people record all our, if we were somehow famous several years later and then people somehow got recordings of us at 17 saying the shit we said, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone would like throw a fit, Mm -hmm. right? These, these outraged people, the thing that really pisses me off about them the most, they get outraged about useless fucking shit or things that... Yeah, do they matter? Do words matter? They definitely do. Mm-hmm. But it comes to me to be a thing where it's like, we got bigger fucking fish to fry. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we got social inequality. We got all these big things. And yeah, these these small things, I get it. If you get these all correct... Yeah, you can but that argument's kind of a cop-out. No, well, this is... I know, but here's the like, thing to me. Like, there's... Especially, like, in Mexico right now, in lots of parts of the world, there's some fucked up... Crazy things going on recently. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, but we'll listen to this shit, okay. and maybe this will change your perspective. Okay, okay. So, cartel do to- horrible shit, and they're only acting worse and worse and right. worse all the fucking time. Right. You better they, have a good point to this. There is. Okay. So, we get outraged about this fucking old fucking joke. There's fucking this kid, two kids, and this guy got beaten to death by this cartel. They're somehow associated with people associated mm-hmm. with this cartel. Mm-hmm. They fucking strapped dynamite to these little kids, 10-year-old kids, 
necks mm-hmm. and walked them out to a field and fucking set off the explosives and blew these kids apart. And these kids were crying on the video that they recorded before they walked them out there. Okay. That's some heinous things going on that nobody fucking knows about. No one cares to know about crazy, like, human rights things going on. Unless we, okay, yeah, it's fucked up. He said to a gay joke back in the day, but it was also a different time where all of us were saying gay shit. That doesn't excuse it. We apologize for those things. My bad. But there's other stuff going on that we should be concerned okay. with too. Is that it? Yeah. That's okay. It. So that's a te- that's a cop out. I don't think. so. Let me tell you something, Sal. Sam. If I said, uh, if I was walking around and. Uh, I lost my credit card and someone stole $500 from me. Mm-hmm. I can make $500 back. Right. But, and I said, Oh my fucking God. I can't, the bank can't get it back for me. I lost $500. This fucking sucks. I'm going to survive that week. I'm going to survive right. until next paycheck, but I lost $500. If you said, dude, there are worse things going on in the world right now. People are starving in Africa. I would be so mad at you. Oh, of course. And I would never say that shit. Yeah, but that's what you're saying right now. Uh, I don't know. I feel like that's not the the same kind of thing. Are you sure? It, yeah, I think I, people I totally, do. I, I, so I totally get what you say because I live by that. That like when it comes to judging people, when people are like, "Oh, my day's hard because of this," I don't fucking try to get on their ass. Like, hey, it could be worse. I hate hearing that shit. That I think shit people do have out. a right to be mad about no, for sure. people saying some shit on because social media, but hard is just like hard. Isn't something you can compare to something else. Hard. If you had a fucking hard day because you got a fucking F on your test, uh, that's a hard day. And if you had a hard day because you fucking got evicted from your apartment and you got no fucking money, blah, 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 whatever. That's a hard, that, no, that's but, still a hard day, but they're not comparable. You just, yeah, hard is just hard. But the point is, that. if you're a Liam Neeson fan and you found out that he used to be race or he did this really racist thing back mm-hmm. in the day, and like you have a right to voice your opinion about how upset yeah. you are about that. Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is, uh, do they deserve to be forgiven? Ah, uh, yeah, I think right? everyone deserves a chance for some kind of redemption. Right. So, like, let's. Okay, let me put in a hypothetical situation so we can. Okay, uh, <laughs> who's who's a, who's who's uh someone you admire as like a like let's say, I don't know, an actor or a musician. Like mm. really admire. Really admire, obviously Keanu Reeves. Okay, Keanu Reeves. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good he's one. Like the golden boy right now. <laughs> Let's say Keanu Reeves, and you found out that uh, he uh, he once fucked some dude up mm-hmm. real bad, put him in a hospital, and uh, because he was gay. Okay. Okay. And you found out about it. Yeah. All right. I want to put this in an extreme direction because I I think I still think it applies. Let's say he did this in the nineties. And it okay. just surfaced, videos just surfaced of him calling him faggot and calling him gay, piece of shit, and beating his ass almost to death. Uh-huh. And it surfaced on the internet. Uh-huh. And everyone's like, we're not watching Keanu Reeves anymore. Okay. How would you feel about that? Well, I'd probably have to go uh, 
full Trump supporter here and say that was a long time ago. <laughs> you wouldn't say that. You would have an. Ar- no, I would, so I yeah. think it's just because we're we're on the topic of it. Yeah, I mean, we I, were I'm talking just, about I'm right just now. Around. I really feel I like would, you would have a reaction to. No, I definitely. No, I'm just fucking around. I would definitely be upset and very very disappointed. I probably miss out on the next few Keanu Reeves movies. But then eventually. Right? So here, no. But then, here's the thing. If they at this at this point, right? People are like, Keanu Reeves, canceled. No one watch it and everyone abides by it, right? But I think what is unfair, I could have gone even worse, dude. I could have oh, said, easy. let's say, what if Keanu Reeves... It was a Cosby. F- yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. That's not funny, but it's funny. And then what if Keanu Reeves goes, I was in a really bad... Uh, place, in my, place in my life at that time. Yeah, my wife just died, which she did. Like I lost my daughter and all this other shit, and uh, uh, and he just said all this shit, and then he goes, he goes. But as uh, time moved on, I've really did a one eighty on my life. I started uh, doing research on fucking Buddhism. I uh, donate all the, to all these charities and all this shit, right? Mm. Let's say that happened. And he's like, and you know what? I'm fully supportive of gay people. You know? I wouldn't S- what like- sucks is like that, that doesn't feel like enough, right? It definitely is not the reaction I would want. <laughs> I would just want him... I wouldn't want him to do any kind of weird reconstitution of himself to be like, oh... I'm better now, because that always comes off as not fucking true. Well, this is just so, an extreme yeah. case of us being right. in high school <clears throat> saying gay jokes, yeah. and now we've learned that that's completely unacceptable, and so... The, the right answer I would want to hear from him, for me, the healthy answer would be, yeah, I fucked up, I did something terrible, and I'm continuing to work on myself on it to be a better person because that that's the only thing you can say because you're never gonna completely shake that shit it's something you have to maintain like forever and if you start saying i was in a real bad place in my life that just comes off to me as minimizing which a lot of people say that shit and i get it like those are okay contributing factors but if you do that you pass all the blame to oh this happened this happened you still made a choice i absolutely agree with that so if you just say, I own it, I fucked up, yeah, but and let's, I'm doing my best not to ever make these mistakes again, that's enough. Just end it there. Okay, well, that's not yeah. the point. Let's yeah. say he did say that stuff then. Let's say he fully did everything you wanted in an Took apology. Took responsibility, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. You still going to cancel on Keanu Reeves for beating a gay person to at, almost death? At that point, if he said things like how I just said it, Mm-hmm. Then and he hasn't done anything like that ever since. Then yeah, I would be. I would not cancel on him if he actually owned his fucking mistakes. But a lot of people don't own their mistakes. It's an uncomfortable thing to do. It's right. a hard thing to do. And like I said, that's just an extreme example. But like, yeah. there's, there has to. I just feel like there has to be some sort of forgiveness given a certain timeline. I don't think if someone did it like a week ago, no, no. there's no way, right? Because they know better at this point. Yeah. Right? But bringing shit up from the past. Juicy Smollett. Right. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> Juicy. I Justice for Juicy. Yeah. 
That shit was so funny. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's just no, a I, really I, annoying thing that's happening right no, now. Where, I, I get it. Like the Roseanne Barr thing fucked me up. I'm, even though yeah. that one, she said, recent, I think that was just... Uh, I think that was just mob mentality trying to get her show canceled because she was a Trump supporter. Right. But, um, and then... And, and she, I, as a Trump James supporter... James Gunn, Kevin Hart. Yeah. You know, it's just... It's just the reaction to that is, yeah. I don't want to hear your side of the story to it. Get the fuck out of my life, you know? Right. And that's not right either. Yeah. You got to... You got to hear the other person now. And for me, I don't want to hear any kind of minimizing of anything. I just want to hear... Straight up ownership of the mistake. If you made it, if you didn't make that mistake, and this is just some kind of misconstrued bullshit, which it's been in the past with some people, then yeah, then I completely understand you defending yourself. But if you know you made that mistake, don't defend it. Just fucking own it and move on. That's all you need to do. That's anything in life. For anybody, whether famous or not famous, everyone should always take ownership of their mistakes. And we might not see it right away, but once you do see it, just fucking own it and say, yeah, you know, I made, I was a shitty person. I made a I really shitty I think we do choice. see some people right away just because it's now and the past few years that they've um, just been a normal person and this was just something in the past. Now, that all being said, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Damn. That's a tough one. Um, fuck. See, I think another thing is that makes it just tough is because he really just fucking vehemently fucking fought back against it. Like, he, I don't know. It's like obvious he did this shit. And guess what? The right thing would have been to say, I'm bowing out and I am going to go get help because I am fucking unhealthy right now yeah. and making some very fucking dangerous predatory decisions right now and that's it that's at that it. point though i but, think yeah. when it involves uh kids oh for sure i can make an exception for that one no that I'm one sure. is tough to let go no for sure but there's even then i'm saying like yeah he doesn't get a pass you do not get a fucking pass yeah but you could handle the situation better and say you know i'm let me bow out myself don't fucking wait for the mob to come and get you. Fucking take yourself out and say, you know, at least do it with some kind of ownership and, I guess, dignity in a weird way. Like, you know what? I know I fucked up. I have a big fucking problem. I'm out of here, and I'm going to go get some fucking help and just be better. And maybe you never come back. Probably shouldn't. You probably shouldn't be in the limelight at that point because on a business sense, I can't imagine that person being a good investment on fucking anything anymore. And that's fine, you know, but try to pick up the pieces of your life and move on in a different direction. The world's huge. You can do all sorts of shit. But, no, I think uh, I think that kind of shit is a whole different ball game. where <laughs> that person's obviously got some serious, serious, serious yeah. fucking issues. And Kevin Spacey, well, he was... when he came back, like, it was maybe for an instant you might have thought, okay, um, you know, he's... I don't really know what's going on here. You know, what? what's really the story? But when he came out and did that fucking video. Yeah. You know, he did. Like, oh, he fucking did that shit. You know what's funny? He just did another one today. Holy shit, you're lying. Yeah, No, I'm dead serious. Oh it's on YouTube. God. Uh, I didn't watch it, but I heard that it's 
just as cringy. Oh, and he fuck. does his Frank Underwood impression. Oh, God. Well, not impression, but character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well. Jesus Christ. I think we've hit our mark, though. Holy uh, fuck, dude. That's a weird fucking place to leave <laughs> this shit. Dude, the one. I'm not going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it with uh, have a happy holidays. Oh, I am the opposite. <laughs> I'm the opposite of Sam. I fucking love Christmas so much. I love everything about it. I love Christmas carols playing in stores. I love everything about it. I love Christmas lights, and it's my favorite time of the year. And uh, uh, I think that's it. That's all we have for you today. We should try to get... We need to do more podcasts just so I can like... This was an interesting one. Yeah, it was a good one. I, th- I like this one. That's fun. Um, the end fucking has me fucked up now in my head. Huh? The end has me fucked up now in my head now because I'm like, God damn. Fuck. Kevin Spacey made another fucking video? <laughs> he didn't learn from the first one? Yeah. Like, okay, that guy needs to go to jail. <laughs> just for the videos alone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, if you have an opinion on anything we talked about, uh, I do want to address it in our next episode, maybe a point that we missed or something. So let us know on our Instagram, slip into our DMS. Uh, we're out. Bye. Bye.